Today is Sunday, April 12th, 2020, Easter Sunday, 9.25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Spent the day celebrating the holiday with my kids, allowed them to enjoy just being kids today, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, I'm thankful for these moments and these opportunities. And I've been trying to put out some of the, as much uplifting content as I possibly can, and I, I unplugged. Uh, over the past week, and I, I needed to. Um, haven't watched the news, haven't really done much with the uh, the fears that are coming out with the coronavirus, and I had days where I forgot this was all going on, uh, and, and it's nice, but I know I heard a few things today, and I know uh, time to get my head back in the game and refocus on what's going on, and I, I just want to say that uh, I think it's it's okay and it's healthy and it's necessary to take those those mental breaks if you're home if you're feeling the stress of what's going on and uh, and just in, enjoy the things that you enjoy doing. Are you a gamer? Take a day, veg out, just play your game all day. I, I, you know because that's what a lot of people are doing. Veg out, watch Netflix for a day. Don't watch the disaster movies. <laughs> Because it puts your head right back into this. But just find ways to uh, forget for a little bit. Uh, I've been putting up, if you follow me on, on YouTube, I've been having so much fun with my uh, my chickens, my flock of chickens, my kids and I. We have some babies. We've got uh, eight chickens now. And I, I read an article. I may have talked about this. It's been too long since I've been on the podcast platform. My apologies. But uh, like I said, it's been been one of those weeks. Um but I have some great videos getting a lot of good uh, feedback on them that are they're fun, they're uplifting, and they're informative in the sense that um, if you're considering getting chickens, I think it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to watch these videos and get some ideas on what you're getting into. I know a lot of us went out and bought uh, some chickens. I've had a flock for about five years. We were down to one hen, um, and we just, uh, you know, we just restarted our flock. And I think it's a good time. And what I want to talk about on this special report here tonight is uh, food, you know, the importance of uh, food preps. And I have some some articles that are a little bit concerning, things that I've talked about before, so it shouldn't come as a shock, just more information for you, hopefully to help you find that mo- that uh, motivation. Now, I'm an amateur gardener. Um, I live in an area, it's not the easiest to grow crops, you know, specifically where I live but uh, I'm definitely having a go at it, and uh, and the chickens as well. They're working out great. Find what works for you, um, because I think we are going to be facing some significant food shortages. Resources I'm going to direct you to is uh, David Dubine, Adapt 2030, and uh, definitely get his book because he's got his ebook has a ton of links to the resources you need, and it's empowering. There's scary stuff out there, but we're solutions oriented here and there are things we can do so we can get consumed and watch the death count every day on the media or we can start finding these resources empower ourselves with that knowledge and that information but then start doing something about it it fulfills our day we feel productive we feel good about ourselves and we feel like we have some control um, because there's a lot of things that we can be doing or we can be afraid and we can wear a cloth mask and go out into the towns and <laughs> let me tell you man this has been uh, just a ridiculous roller coaster of some of these things now uh, again i'm not saying this virus isn't something to take seriously 
but the response that we've been getting continually, um, it's just been very contradictory, slow, delayed, behind the curve. I've been loving these memes of what some people are doing, the extremes they're going through to protect themselves from the virus. Again, I'm not saying don't protect yourself, but some people are wearing like, you know, water jugs on their heads. I've seen people in plastic bags, grocery bags. I saw one guy, he had like a trash bag over him with some kind of crazy face mask. And then he had PVC piping that was like three feet long, I guess, to maximize social distancing. He looked like the coronavirus to keep people away. So people are getting, people are getting, uh, you know, creative here in their protection. The one that creeps me out, and for a long time before coronavirus, the old plague masks look like a crow's face. They have always scared me. I don't know if you've experienced that as well. But anyway, I can go on. I know I got to keep these short, but uh, it, it's been fun looking at these memes out there. You got to have some a sense of humor during this stuff as well uh, to keep your sanity. So, um, what I want to talk about some crop stuff here. A couple articles that I that I came across that I think are are important. Um, Let's see here. This one comes to us from commondreams.org. Now, I covered this story a few weeks back, but it's continuing now. This was just published on April 10th, 2020. We know we had the locust plague that came through Africa, was moving into China, hit, hit at least 10 countries as of the last that I covered this, which is about probably two weeks ago now. So here we go. Unprecedented threat. For East Africa, as a larger second wave of locust crisis arrives amid the pandemic. Now, again, I'm getting intuitive tingles as I see this here. The word second wave and the word pandemic are in this headline here. I'm just going to put it out there, and we've seen this already. The 1918 flu, when you start looking at that, there are, will be more waves of this pandemic, which means longer, longer restrictions, longer disruptions to our way of life as the new system, the new way of life is being put into place. But keep this in mind here. Uh, let me read a little bit of this article. While much of the world focuses on the coronavirus pandemic that has infected over 1.6 million people across the globe, East Africa is battling the worst invasion of desert locusts in decades. A months-long scourge of biblical proportions that exports warn could get worse with a larger second wave already arriving in parts of the region. The Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations, which is shepherding the global response to the region's locust crisis, quote, estimates that the locust numbers could grow another 20 times during the upcoming rainy season unless control activities are stepped up. All right, so we have these swarms that are coming through uh, and they're de- they're just decimating crops. I I do ha- I have to do a show. I know I'm I'm I'm, I'm behind the curve here, um, comparing this to you know the old plagues, and the you know the 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 biblical stuff. And again, I'm not saying end times. I'm going to quote Revelations, but I think it's important to take a look at those things with a level head, um, without trying to scare you and preaching stuff. Mainly because I'm just curious, and I haven't looked at it yet. I know there's similarities that are out there, and I don't want to put a spin on it. I do want to look on it. I do want to put a show together. So look for that coming up, uh, you know, in the in the days and weeks to follow. Here's another story I have here real quick, though, from CNN. It's not about locusts, but it is concerning. This is called the farm workers putting food on America's tables are facing their own coronavirus crisis. This is on Saturday, April 11th. 
More than a million farm workers aren't hunkered down at home as the coronavirus pandemic paralyzes much of the country. Their labor in fields, orchards, and packing plants is keeping food on America's tables. But workers and groups who represent them are sounding an alarm. They're warning, as the virus spreads, many farm workers are living and working in conditions that put their health particularly at risk. And if outbreaks hit farm worker communities hard, they say, that could put the nation's food supply at risk too. Growers and farmers say they're doing everything they can to keep production going and keep employees safe, including scaling back the number of workers they're transporting on buses, spacing workers out more as they harvest an increasing number of hand-washing stations. But workers and advocates who spoke to CNN detailed concerns about lapses in on-the-job safety, such as some farms that lack soap and protective equipment, and others that fail to enforce social distancing guidelines. Limited access to medical care and crowded living conditions, they said, are also major hurdles to keep workers healthy. Now, pay attention to that, my friends, because if you haven't noticed it already, there is a pattern that is emerging here. This is the same pattern we saw with our healthcare industry. We had lack of protective equipment, failure to maintain social distancing guidelines. We saw that and we still see that with our retail establishment. These recommendations and guidelines should have come out months ago. We saw this coming. CDC, FEMA, our experts, they didn't put these precautions in place in time. Now, I know conspiracy theorists are getting a bad rap right now. I got into an argument with somebody earlier today over some of the informational security stuff, which I need to get into on another show. I'm trying to keep these... Uh, you know, topic specific here. So remind me. But uh, there's a pattern here of negligence or being underprepared or not taking things seriously. I think if, if this playbook continues to play out, then maybe our food supply is going to get hit yet again because of these problems that were just identified here not maintaining social distancing, not having enough hand-washing stations. Now, what if this hits our food? Well, make sure you're washing your fresh produce and things of that nature. But here's my point. Food is at risk, and I'm not even getting into climate change stuff, but we are looking at crop losses coming, and we need to stay ahead of that. Now, we're, we're into the spring season now. Depending on where you live, the growing season may be starting. For me, we're not quite there yet, but we should be at at least in the planning stages. I need to step this up a little bit too. I will have some YouTube videos coming out in the upcoming, hopefully this week I'll get a couple things of uh, sprouting some seeds and and sprouting in general of uh, ways we can start to get our crops going. Now, we some of us may be in a situation where you may not be able to grow enough food to support your entire family. and that's okay for now. But anything you can grow will be helpful. Start looking at your property. Start looking at what you have access to. Look at aquaponics. Look at hydroponics. How can you set them up in your house, even if it's a small-scale operation? Look at sprouting and, and research the nutrients that you get from just growing sprouts. You get those in a couple of days and you can do that pretty consistently, but you want to be able to get your seeds regenerated. So you want to have some kind of grow operation as well. Um, but these are things that you can look into that you can set up, I think, relatively easily. And it's a lot of fun. It's productive. It's healthy. And you're not sitting there at the, at the the in front of the TV or the computer or the phone 
watching the death toll climb, which is just killing people's morale and fear and all that stuff that really overwhelms us. Get your gardens going. Get your gardens started now. Start looking at you know your biggest bang for your buck in crops uh, th- that's going to pack the most nutrients, the most protein, uh, the things that your body needs. Again, Adapt 2030 with David Dubine. Check out his book. Um, it's got a ton of links and resources on things that you can do, empowering things that you can do. Stay ahead of this. As, as I've been saying in all these special reports that I've been putting out, we're already in the, the pandemic. We're already in the virus. That panic part is over. There are repercussions of this. Again, the crypto stuff, check out Dick Allgaier's YouTube page. I got to start getting some more crypto content up here as well. Um, but he's got these little updates as well that have been coming out. And and more importantly, check out pay, our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash crypto viewing. You know, if you're taking the cryptocurrency and the digital economy seriously, this is not a shameless plug, but we have so much content on our Patreon page that goes through all of these different coins that, that we've been looking at, that we've been buying, that are cheap, that are affordable, um, and really gives a good background on the infrastructure here that I can't recreate here in, in this podcast. And, and I wouldn't do that because it's all right there uh, at our Patreon site. So I'm just trying to give you guys resources. The majority of the resources I gave out are free, um, you know, but it, some of this stuff is, is worth your investment. I really think that it is. Um, we need to be thinking about how you're going to produce your food. What are you going to do to uh, to do that? You know, other topics that I need to get into: safety and security, um, things you need to be mindful of as well. If people start going hungry or getting frustrated as these lockdowns continue, I don't know when it's going to be lifted. I don't know what it's going to look like. Um, but again, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Get a garden going. What's what's the worst that's going to happen if you start a garden and then we don't have food shortages. Oh, now you've got your own homegrown delicious organic food to eat. That's a win-win situation right there. All right, my friends, I feel like I'm going on some tangents here. But uh, at the end of the day, I, I can't stress enough. Get your gardens going now. You have the time if you're home. Just do it. You know, I think Amazon's still delivering stuff. I did see an article uh, or a picture from a friend. They were out at a local hardware store. And uh, their seeds were taped off. And it said, uh, you know, this is considered non-essential items here, so we're not allowed to sell them. Find a workaround, my friends. Find a way to get by it if you encounter stuff like that. Um, These are essential. Get your seeds, get your plants, and uh, start planting. And let me know. Uh, Send me some pictures of what you're doing. Send me some recommendations, what you got. Um, You know, one of the things I'm looking at where I live I live in the woods, so I'm specifically researching crops that do well in the shade. So I've got a list of different vegetables that are are shade-growing plants, um, and that's how I'm planting my garden. So know your your area, know your environment. Uh, I'm a a rookie gardener here as it is, but I know this is important, and uh, I'm willing and excited to learn about it. So that's uh, that's my journey now. Let me know how you're doing. Uh, you know, I'd love to hear from you. Some of you reached out. This was a um, this was a challenging week for me. You know, like I said, I was focused on a lot of things with my kids and with my chickens and some of the positive, upbeat stuff. Um, but I, I also had to uh, make a difficult decision and I had to put my dog down, uh, Mr. Buddy Boo. So I'm giving him a tribute here. Um, what can you say, man? I've been with that dog 15 years. And I want to talk about him for a minute. And uh, 
it's amazing how special some of these beings are that come into our lives. And uh, I remember I had my other dog, Gizmo. She was a couple months old. And I took her to the SPCA. Theater picture taking with Santa Claus, which I thought was a silly thing. But I went. And as soon as I walked in, this old man put this tiny ball of fluff into my arms. And uh, I, I thinking the other day as I was writing about this, I never thought much about this guy. I labeled him as an angel. And I take the religious context out of that. Just somebody with divine presence who brought me and Buddy together. Because as soon as he put Buddy in my arms, I heard that voice in my intuition coming from Buddy. And it simply said, I'm your Buddy. And uh, it, that's why I named him Buddy. I thought it was such a simple name, but I, he just, that's what he said to me. I'm your Buddy and I'll protect you. And when he said that, when I heard that in my mind, no, I'm not Dr. Doodle talking to dogs. This, you guys know me with my intuition. This is the impressions that I got. When he said, I'll protect you, I had this sense of that being through like an apocalypse or something major. And I couldn't help but to think about him being with me over these last few weeks as we're on a lockdown for a global pandemic. I just felt like he knew. And I think back to all the hardships I've been through as we all go through our hardships, but had some big ones. And he was there for everyone. And he was there in ways where when I'd get upset, he would just come running and check on me and, and nuzzle into me. He was one of those emotional support dogs without having the training. He was a pain in the ass too, but uh, I loved him for it. And I'm just so thankful. And uh, I haven't had the opportunity yet to meditate with that intensity that I need to hopefully connect with him again. But it's it's hard. It, and, I, and I miss him. But I'm thankful that I had that companion through all this hardship. Because I don't think I would have made it without him. So, um, sorry to go there, my friends, uh, with the sad story. But I hope everything else I talked about tonight was empowering, despite the scary stuff. Uh, I hope you walk away empowered. Get your garden started. I can't stress it enough. Uh, I'm just scratching, you know, the, the surface here with uh, what's going on with our climate, with our crops, with our food. So I hope that uh, you'll take the time and uh, get those seeds in the ground. I'll have more to come this week. I have a lot to say. Um, you know, it's been it's been hectic with work and stuff, but I'm still. Uh, Still plugging away, my friends, and uh, keep at it. This has been uh, another special report here of the Seeker Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep an open mind, and let your intuition be your guide. Thank you. <laughs>